Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. Hi, and welcome to our episode called Lovin' Lavino. Today we have a special guest, um, Jennifer, the owner and creator of Lovino Sangria Wines. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me. Welcome. You are welcome. Thanks. You're very welcome. We are so excited to have you since you are a Wisconsin native, mm-hmm. and this is a Wisconsin business, so we are always happy to support local. Totally. Yeah. So anyways... Jennifer makes Lovino Sangria, which is on the shelves, and she'll tell us exactly where, Mm -hmm. but in several uh, local supermarkets. I mean, mostly we're working with a lot of independent family-owned wine stores and little shops, butcher shops, you know, places where uh, you would normally find like a little, a little rack of wine and yeah, yeah, or some booze and it would be there. So yeah. Yeah. We're really excited. We are so happy you reached out to us. Oh, thank you. And you know, she let us have a little taste prior to this and we Mm -hmm. enjoyed it very much. So we decided, Hey, let's, let's, let's chat. Well, thank you. Yeah, we're also entering the fall, which I think is the perfect sangria time. I know a lot of people associate sangria with summer, but I really like sangria, like extra spices and things like that Mm -hmm. in the fall. And I was trying to brainstorm drinks for Halloween, and sangria was one of them. So... I agree. I mean, it can look bloody, you know? <laughs> you kind of got that, like, scary theme with the red sangria. Ooh, so, oh, yeah, and this is red sangria. It is, gold. yes. Very so, red. Very yeah. red. Um, Cabernet Franc, right? It is, yeah. 100%. 100% Cabernet Franc, grapes grown, and San Joaquin. Did I say that right? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. It's such one of those weird words. It looks like it should say one Joe thing. Quinn. It's another. Yeah, Joe Quinn. San I don't know. It's, I think it's San Joaquin. Valley of California. Um, Not and spelled like walking. No. Yeah. And and the grapes are all grown and harvested there. Press the juice, send it off to our winemaker here in Wisconsin, and then we make it into Cab Franc, and then we add our blend, and it's about six months in the barrel. So it's And awesome. I, I love that the grapes are from California, mm-hmm. and then it's made here. I think that is... Super cool. It's pretty interesting. And unique. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of um, there's a lot of winemakers that are sourcing their grapes from all over the place, yeah. you know. And even in Wisconsin, we're becoming very well known for the Marquette grape. And I'm oh. gonna I'm wondering if that's gonna start we're gonna start seeing that made in other places around the country because it's actually the first oh, oh well we're getting on a tangent already look at us but the first it's the name of the game yeah. <laughs> but the first um the first couple times that I drank some Marquette wines here in Wisconsin yeah. I was like oh no you guys need a little bit more time on the vine and then recently I've had some pretty great ones so seriously oh yeah I've never had it I've been I've never had it either it's, mm-hmm. it's not Vitis vinifera mm-hmm. it's I don't know what it is but it's Vitis something else yeah yeah Jamie, I'm impressed by the knowledge of this Marquette grape. That's all that I know. I'm okay. impressed that I can follow along. I just, I can't, I don't know what you're saying. Like, I can't go there, but yes, I know what you're saying. So, I think we need to crack yes, this baby please. open. All right. Um, Jennifer it, pop brought, it. I mean, we got bottles from the source here. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, really all excited. Right. So, go for it. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's a foil on there that looks like it's going to actually be, um, like you're gonna have to open it with an actual wine opener it's not it doesn't look like a screw cap but then it's this really cool um i mean what do you call that it's a um i think it's just uh boy a good question i think it's um it's synthetic or yeah rubberish it's we are we wanted to do something that was really easy oh please yeah Mm -hmm. oh thank you Mm -hmm. just (laughs) thank you oh my so you want to do something that was easy for easy to open? You yeah, know, we we work as we're getting more and more folks interested in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're trying to proactively reach out to places where you might be able to sample it by the glass. Yeah, you know, so that you can give it a try yeah. before you commit to buying it. So um, wherever we have our retail partners, we try to establish some restaurant, tavern, or you know, beer garden vendors, yeah. for example. So. 
up by us, you know, there's a lot of beer gardens and we yeah. try to have it. Nobody, some people just don't know how to use a wine key. <laughs> we just as, 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 as we mentioned earlier, no judgment, but you know, I get it. And also, you know, we in Port Washington where I live and where we have some, um, some of our retailers, we've got this wonderful marina community. You may not have that on your boat well, in the harbor. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So this is something, you know, easier to do and, well, and it seals really well. I love that it is, it looks Classier than a screw top, mm-hmm. but it's still functional and easy where you don't actually need, like you said, a wine mm-hmm. opener. So well, I also, mean, nice. yeah, consider how many times you take an actual cork out yeah. of a wine bottle yeah. and then when you go to like, put it back in mm-hmm. and you can't. You got to use the other end. I, I did it. I tried yeah. to do it the other night. Mm-hmm. It did not work. No. And so, I am a wine professional. I tell people when you, when you buy, <laughs> when you buy the bottle, keep these. Yeah. Keep yeah. the corks. Keep them in a so little, smart. because you can seal all kinds of things with these. Our first iteration of this was actually a product called a Zork. I don't know if you... Zork. Yeah, a Z-O-R-K. It was a Zork. I've been in touch with a guy who invented it, actually, via LinkedIn. I, well, because they discontinued it. So what happened was, oh. if, I, if I'm following the story correctly, this gentleman in New Zealand created this product. I think he sold the rights to it from someone in the United States. As they were manufacturing it, and the reason why it's not made anymore, they were having some splitting issues at the side. So the Zork was basically an all like an all-in-one cork, and you had this little peel mechanism. So it was here, and then you pe- you would peel this little swirly, and then the cork would come, and it was a really nicely tight seal. We weren't the only ones. Our winemaker introduced us to it. He was using it for his bottles. Plungerhead was also yeah. using it for a while. So yeah. if you remember, oh. Plungerhead used to have that weird looking yeah. top. They re- and they just discon- so I noticed that they stopped using it before it became unavailable to us, ah. obviously. And then my winemaker shortly thereafter said, "Nope, can't get those anymore." So they were having, and we had some of this problem too. I had a few cases that I very unfortunately had to just drink because I couldn't. Oh, I, so I know because I couldn't sell Twist them to anybody because they were pop. They were split up the side, oh. so we had product damaged product and we couldn't. But it didn't damage the inside. It was just you couldn't yeah. put that on the store shelves. I mean, yeah. man, that mm, I know. I just had to consume a couple cases. It was really too really bad. bad. Let's, well, cheers. let's cheers! Oh yes, thank Ladies, you so thank much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. I love the smell. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I actually wish I could make a perfume mm. that smelled like that. <laughs> Although I'd get really questioned if I ever got pulled over. Like, why do you smell right. like wine? Actually, I will say, I don't think that this smells like... Like, if I smelled this outside of a wine glass mm-hmm. and didn't know that it was red, <laughs> I probably wouldn't associate it with wine. So you, if you got pulled over, like maybe, yeah, yeah, right. maybe you'd be okay. We'll be okay. All right. We'll just... Let's not test it. <laughs> no. So... Just, just off the bat, I'm really enjoying that little bit of coconut. That yeah, we're it's like a tropical. Mm-hmm. It's like not intensely sweet, but it's mm-hmm. just like this hint of tropicalness. That's that's what I like about it. As you both know, we were not the creators of this brand originally. So uh, we know, but our listeners don't. Oh yeah. So <laughs> we. So this Lavino Sangria was originally created by a Wisconsin couple, Erica and Jamie Droik. They were literally making this at home. And their friends were saying to them, this is so amazing. You guys should have this bottle. This is the best sangria we've ever had. So were they getting the grapes from California then too? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fast forward a little bit. One of the things when we purchased the company from them and um, the brand from them, I asked a lot of questions. You know, what what's the secret sauce kind of of making this yeah. recipe? Because we are... They were working with a winemaker that we're not working with now. And, you know, so there's all kinds of nuances of the differences. So what Definitely. was kind of the core of how do we get this right? Yeah. And she said that it has it had to be Cabernet Franc. That was okay. kind of their secret, which I found intriguing because, as you guys know, it's they're Cabernet Franc. Yeah. And it's yeah. sort of, I call it like the vegetative okay. Cabernet. You know, yeah. it's sort of, whereas I always feel, well, and my favorite Cabernet Sauvignons are always the ones that are like you know, leathery, yeah. oaky, dirty, dirt, dirty. You know, like I love it. <laughs> the dirty wines are a big yeah. thing today. So, um, so that's, that's usually my preference. And I've had Cabernet Franc separate. I do uh-huh. also like it, but I pick up more of above ground vegetative qualities in it or herbs, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of, some people will even say, I, I'm picking up a lot of clove in this that's actually the Cabernet Franc that you're picking up. That's the San 
Joaquin Valley. <laughs> it's, I mean, and Cab Franc is definitely not something that is a normal, I, mm. it's a normal grape. It's oftentimes that you don't get it by itself. Right. So this is such a unique thing. When you told us that it was Cab Franc, I was like, what? I think it was even before we ta- I yeah. tasted it. And I was like, <gasps> so I'm already, oh, already <laughs> like ranking high. Jamie's awesome. a huge lover of, of Cap Franc. I do. You know, I, I actually do. got an Italian Cap Franc in my wine club the other day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, Jamie needs to have this. Yes. She, How was it? Oh, it's still on my yeah. rack. We oh, haven't okay. opened it. All right. All right. Yeah. It's, so. It says for uh, to drink with Sarah on it. I did label it. <laughs> yeah, so that nobody else opens it. I've had that yes. problem where people come over when you're not home and they're hanging out with your family and all of a sudden you're like, where'd that bottle go? Oh, see, oh, this is oh, why you need right? to separate them. We have a system. Okay. I think I'll just start putting them in the boxes down, mm-hmm. you know, at least mm-hmm. just put them down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll hide them. The reserved okay. ones. Because that way it's also like an out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. So then you won't drink it if you want to like sell it for a while. Yeah. I'm kind of a bourbon girl too. So, and oh. so, I, <laughs> so I wanted, I want to like set bourbons aside, you know, because <gasps> yes. I haven't done that yet, but that's okay. also kind of a dream of just getting some good ones and letting them sit for like a decade. And yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like the out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good one. It's a good strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you were saying mm-hmm. that you're not the original winemaker. Right. And so can you explain to us how you acquired this wine? Sure. My full-time gig, the my primary grade background, my career is in nonprofits, fundraising, all of that. So it was at a fundraiser where I saw this bottle, the original Lovino 1.0 version, in an auction at some golf. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. They had Jer- uh, Erica and Jamie had donated a couple bottles to this event. And because she also worked for a nonprofit, I believe it was Feeding America, she and I had a mutual acquaintance who I was with at this event. And, and that person had said to me, oh, I know, like, I know the people that make this donation. She told me the backstory. I thought, oh, that's intriguing, like a Wisconsin, you know, and they're not the winemakers. They just right. invented the recipe, and now they're doing this thing. So intriguing. So the next time I went to the grocery store and I saw it on the rack, I went, oh, you know what? I'm going to buy one. I'm, I'm not a sangria yeah. drinker, but it's summer. My husband you, likes you were a what drinker? Cabernet time? Sauvignon from uh, Napa is okay. my primary, but I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to try new things. Broadening so, your horizons. Yeah, Washington State is my new go-to. I think so. Yeah, we're gonna oh, try that. Stuff. Yeah, but I, I'm hearing there's great things coming out of France, so I'm gonna have to try some of that too. <laughs> you can like travel through wine, right? Right. I know. No need to leave the country mm-hmm. or your couch. Although, just a total like another tangent. So another side note. I, I have I have tried some Chilean reds. And I swear to God, they have, I think they're lying about their ABV because I, I, really? I'm a Wisconsin girl. I've got a tolerance. Like, let me tell like I can, I can handle a couple glasses of wine or more. Yeah. Right. So I have literally one or two and I can feel that like, and every Chilean reds are, I don't know what's in it, but it kicks my, right. That's a Chilean red. That's why I was but, but, oh, so I was like, I have to drive home tonight. So maybe this So we had a little pre-drink prior to this podcast, so everyone knows, and the two options were a Washington Syrah and a Chilean Red. Now, I will, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again, I usually really dislike Chilean wine. You can find some good whites, but mm-hmm. the Reds are usually a no-go for me. I, I will say, I've had, I've had a few things out of South Africa, because, oh, yeah. because I used to, in a past life, worked with a gentleman who grew up in South Africa. He would travel back oh. there a lot. He would just brag to me about the wine. He the, wine the wine is so good there. Well, yeah. I'm struggling with it. It's an I'm, enemy. Yeah. You've got to find the good stuff. Yeah. I'm we have, we yeah. have some suggestions for you, maybe. Okay. Yeah. You guys are going to... I'm going to have this mm-hmm. huge shopping list. Definitely. I know. <laughs> it's diving into the deep end when it comes to what we get ourselves into yeah. in terms of wine. We're like, oh, we need this. Well, yeah. I appreciate it because, you know, wine is just the way that you make it and the people who make it and the care that they put into it. You just want to love every bottle mm-hmm. that you open. Yeah. But some of them are just not as carefully made. Well, and sometimes it's just, you know, taste subjective. So it is. Sometimes it's people, is. what one guy's making and some people mm-hmm. want what the other guy's making. And that's the beauty of it, right? Totally. Yeah. And, I've, and I know that from this because we recreated this 
from the original recipe. We had a different winemaker than the original owners worked with. We had to source different ingredients, you know, for the flavor blend and stuff. So it is different slightly than the first version. How long did that take you to figure it out? Because you said, mm-hmm. I know you had told us before, like they essentially gave you the recipe that they thought was being used, mm-hmm. but essentially you can't really, I mean, there's so many factors that yeah. go into it, so right? Many. So, many. so how long did it take you from when you took over Lovino to developing this this recipe? It was, it was sh- surprisingly shorter than one would think because mm-hmm. we purchased the company in late... 2016 and mm-hmm. we had the first batch out in early July of 2017. So it so that's we, short. It is, but we were very dedicated to yeah. figuring this out and getting everything set up in a in a fairly quick manner. Okay. So I found out about this. I was a fan of it. You loved um, it. it. Loved you loved know, it. You had your sangria girls, right? I, uh, yeah. I bought it thinking I would just buy one because they're local, <laughs> right? One. Like Support local. the local. Right. Little just, did you know. Oh my gosh, right? So I I had it and I was so shocked that I liked it. I couldn't believe it because I don't like sweet things. I don't, but this, this is sweetly balanced, fruity mm-hmm. more than sweet, I would say. And um, I couldn't, and I, now that I know it's the Cabernet Franc, you know, it was, whether it was California source or not, I have no idea in the original, but it was Cabernet Franc and that is more of my my jam so your jam. yeah mm-hmm. so we like my husband also liked it he normally doesn't like what i like he doesn't like red wine at all oh at really all. Oh, what, yeah. does he like wine any wine um mm, probably i'm just man i don't think so he likes really sweet things he's he's he like likes the, the sweet stuff he's the sweet tooth guy in the family totally sweet but tooth. like sweet okay but hang on a second because sweet tooth for wine is different than i think sweet tooth like i have a sweet tooth but I am like you, we yeah. were talking before, very much dislike like mm-hmm. sweet, sweet wines. Yeah. I don't know that I would equate like anyone who has a sweet tooth to liking sweet wines, but you're saying that he did both. Like he yeah. gravitated more towards those sweeter wines. And so it was like kind of left you in a little bit. Kind of, of, kind of. I mean, he, honest to God, he's kind of like a nostalgia guy. Like, oh my he, God, no. It's like he and my husband are the same person. <laughs> Sounds like. If you, if you gave him. Uh, chilled cold duck in a glass, you'd be all over that. Like, he, you know, because, like, that's what they probably got at Thanksgiving Day. You know, like, and he, yeah. he, so he's a nostalgia taste guy. Okay. You know, okay. he like he likes um, the way his mom would cook for him and, like, yeah, like, you know, uh, a lot of potatoes and beef sure. and iceberg lettuce. Okay. And yeah. So he's. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rob. We're not making fun of you, but you. Um, cheers to Rob. Cheers. To cheers. Rob. Yeah. Cheers to Rob. He likes that traditional hearty. He's got that, you know, palate. So yeah. He's more of like a whiskey guy. He's, you know, he's more of a. If okay. we're gonna, if we're gonna go somewhere um, where there's like a dessert drink, he'll probably get it. Okay. And okay. Kind of. He kind of likes that stuff. So. And I don't. I don't crave sugar. I none of that. So when people tell me that they think this is too sweet, I it surprises me a little bit because I don't find it too sweet and I don't like sweet things. Yeah. I find it just sweet enough. But like we said, it's subjective. Everybody's palate is different. It's okay. I think sangria in general, it's not that it is overly sweet. I think there's sort of a perceived sweetness when yeah. it comes to it. And so based on like what you smell, which is a lot of coconut, mm-hmm. you definitely get you citrus You get some orange, yeah. yeah. And I think that when you drink it too... In your brain combined with the Cab Franc, yeah. I'm going to say, as you, as you said before, plays a big role here. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that, it just has this extra perceived sweetness, but it's really, it's not a sweet wine. No, no. I don't think like, so. It's, no. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just sweet enough. And I, I do have some people who will spritzer it. You know, they'll put a little spritz in it because it is a lot of body. I mean, this is, yeah. if you open any other bottled sangria that's out there right now, it's going to be incredibly pink. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is like, this looks like you're drinking so, a regular. It really does. For our listeners, this really does look like just a very... If you would not know it's sangria from looking at it in the glass, it looks Mm -hmm. like a very dark red. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you probably could dress it up if you wanted and put fruit in it and ice Mm -hmm. in it and do the whole thing. Mm -hmm. You absolutely could. In fact, I recommend... um, And this is kind of a... This is a new thing that we discovered, but I thought this would go really well with it. 
people are doing a lot of like grilled pineapple in drinks now Ooh, and i thought wouldn't that grilled? be cool like a grilled pineapple oh. grilled pineapple's delish give it a like don't just dump some frozen chunks mm-hmm. in it like, right to put a little effort you know because it i <laughs> sorry a little effort don't in just, your wine don't just you, dump okay? your cheap fruit in my wine no, these little dull chunks <laughs> no right <laughs> Sorry, that was like a kind of I mean, sick. you could, but but no, I hear you. No yeah, canned like, fruit here. Because the thing is that when you go, when you do something, when you I'm gonna say doctor up, but when you do yeah. something with your fruit, when you do something with your food yeah. in general, yeah. you know, it's like Bloody Mary. Like mm-hmm. they have fried chicken that they serve with it, and like stupid shit like that. Yeah, and, yeah. and candied bacon. It's like uh-huh. that oh, tastes yeah. better than regular bacon in your Bloody Mary, doesn't it? So why wouldn't grilled pineapple taste amazing in your sangria? I think it would match really well. I haven't tried that yet um but i when i think about flavor blends and things that would go really well together i tell you if you're going to put fruit in it at all put maybe some lime put maybe some pineapple in it because it already has berries orange and coconut so you don't need i I know there's one restaurant that we work with that puts a little slice of orange Orange. on the top that's fine i mean it looks pretty and and there's another place that puts a little lime wedge on the side that's okay i get it that people think that sangria has to have this fruit salad in it. I get that. <laughs> That's but a it great really, way to, to well, describe I mean, it. Well, a lot of a lot of sangrias. This is this is really the biggest struggle that we have with the brand is that, and you know, kind of getting getting people to you know even just try it the first time, is that they either say, "Oh, I don't like sangria," you know, kind of like like I don't I don't think I like certain whites, but maybe I just haven't had the right one. That's yet, right. Right. So I tell people all the time, you know what? I don't like sangria either. But I really like this. But I liked this yeah, one so like, much that yeah. I bought it. Right. Bought yeah, the right. company, recreated the recipe. Like, yeah. That's so. dedication, guys. Yeah. That's saying something, okay? So, yeah. saying a big something. Yeah. What can you tell us about the recipe without, like, yeah. giving out your secrets? Yeah. You know, you know, we're we're pretty open about it. It's 90% of it is Cabernet. 90% of every bottle is just the Cabernet Franc. Okay. So, that's the San Joaquin Valley grapes, and they're sourced from there. The juice is shipped here. The, um, the franc itself is just in the barrel for four months by itself. Okay. okay. Just turning into franc. And then at the four-month mark, our winemaker puts our blend in, which is, if you think of, like, ripe summer berries. So everything that's ripe in the summer is kind of that berry mix. And yeah. then there's, so that's the primary addition. And, okay. and that's all natural, um, mostly just extracts and concentrates, things that are bottle-friendly. You know, the TTB is very particular about the ingredients that you can blend with wines to flavor okay. them. So we have um, we have sourced that from um, you know an approved vendor for that, and then we have a little bit of orange and a little bit of coconut on top. You don't need a ton. When we recreated this recipe, it was kind of cool. It was like a science experiment. So we yes. had yeah, it was a good day, and I was pretty loopy at the end of it because you, <laughs> like, you have to keep drinking. I was like, you're driving right because <laughs> we're in Green Bay, and we I got a DD. Huh? Yeah, oof. yeah. So, um, but we had so I told the wine because our winemaker, bless his heart, he he made this for us, and he didn't know what it was. He had never had this before. We had had it. Two years ago. Oh, wow. The the brand was wow. off the market for two years, and Silly Us never saved a bottle because <laughs> we liked it. We drank it all, and we thought it was coming back. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah, it went on a little hiatus. The orig- uh, Eric and Jamie, who had originally created it, they had had a baby at some point, and they decided to put the company up for sale. And I had inquired when they first put it up for sale, but I was also transitioning kind of in my life with other jobs and yeah. things. And I said, oh, I th- you know, I, I hope you guys sell it. I'm a big fan. Tell them that we'll buy it. You know, we're, we're ready customers. So for the two years that they discontinued making it, there was inventory out in the world. Mm. And we were buying that inventory, as were others. And then eventually it was gone. So two years later... It was like, like shock. You're like, no! I know. I was like, no! should have like, So I remember the day that... I was sitting in my office in our house, which faces west, and the sun was setting, and it was one of those kind of still small voices in your head where you're like, she's going to think you're nits if you reach out to her again. Like, it's been two years, and just leave her alone. But I was so compelled over the course of the two years with the Mm -hmm. idea of owning this. I talked about it for two years straight. 
even after I told her I'm moving on, you know, God bless, do your thing. Yeah. I still talked about it with my family all the time. Isn't that a cool name? And isn't that a cool logo? And don't you just love it? And I was I buying, I was buying the inventory that was out there still. Right. And legit, like as we were, you know, as I say in my bot, I was sharing this with my girlfriends in the back patio over yeah. a fire pit, which I highly recommend because when you drink <laughs> this and a chilled Wisconsin night with the fire pit going and stuff, it just it's there's perfect. something about that air that opens it up and it's just so delicious. So. I was sitting there in my office and the sun was setting and I just was so compelled and I just I got in touch with her and I said hey whatever happened with the company or did you guys sell it I'm not seeing it on the shelves anymore yeah and she had said that it that um, the other offers had felt fallen through and they just were kind of sitting on it and it was available still and I said let's let's get together let's chat about that yeah and that was the start of just just taking it over I know you've done a lot of research. Yeah. Had you done all of that in the midst of, you know, talking a little in the back of your mm-hmm. brain and you were like, I'm just going to look this up really quick. Here and there. Absolutely. And then you reached out to her. Yeah, I think over the, I got really intrigued with the way that we govern alcohol, especially in Wisconsin, but yeah. just kind of in general in the United States. You know, it was only, I think, just over 85 years ago that we ended Prohibition. I mean, in the... It's not that long It's not that long ago. It's crazy to think about. It's crazy. So I have friends. I have a friend who um, started a craft brewery a very long time ago on the western side of the state. I would hear from him about the struggles. And of course, you know, we all have friends who are own bars because it's Wisconsin. Everybody has a bar corner. And... um, because they're on every corner. <laughs> We're all comfortably drunk now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, the one thing that I know the least about is the distribution side, and that's what I ultimately became. Because as I would read the the statutes that govern alcohol in Wisconsin are called Chapter 125. Okay. So just because I'm nerdy and for fun, I would start reading Chapter 125 statutes. A little light time. reading. Yeah, a little right, light reading. Um, I read it once. I read it twice. It's really weird. There's, I mean, I mean, isn't government I'm just, and just in general I'm weird? Just, yes, <laughs> I know that you shared something super interesting with us about like your children oh, getting yeah. married. Oh, yeah. Right? There's, because I became a distributor, my daughters are restricted in who they can marry someday. Because if so this sounds like some sort of medieval story, right? I know, and it this is. is why I keep saying, and and anytime I have the um, the ear of any of our state legislators, and I'm buddies with my local reps, and so okay. we're friends. You know, um, we know they each buy Lovino. I hope so. They better. Anytime I get a chance to, and there are certainly people in the industry, especially in the craft brewery movement, there are a lot of really dedicated folks that are really pounding the doors down of these guys and gals saying, please do something about this. Because yeah. when you read the statutes, depending on what era the mm-hmm. statutes were written and they're all, you can see when they were edited and there's nuances that are helpful. But a lot of it is like my daughters cannot marry um, uh, anyone who makes alcohol or retails alcohol because if they do, one of us has to sell our businesses. It's ridiculous. I know. It's super ridiculous. It's, it's unreal. If you consider like when that maybe was written, it's like, well, yeah. it's a small town. Like they didn't want conflict of interest, but it's like realistically. It's 2019 people. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Let's get it. Seriously. Let's right. Update. Well, and, and I will say, so even, even in, um, when I was applying for my license and I was talking to the department of revenue and I was trying to make the case of them that I'm a small business owner and this is very small lot inventory. Yeah. I should be. They have a requirement in the statutes that, as a distributor, you have to have a one thousand square foot minimum warehouse. Uh huh. Yeah. And I have a four bedroom house with an attached garage in the suburbs on a dead end street. So I tried to make the case to them. That sounds like my house. Yeah. It's not attached to a retailer of alcohol or right. a maker of alcohol, which is another um, attribute. And I have well more than a thousand square feet of empty space in here that I could carve out in my basement, my garage, whatever. Do they let you use it? Not at all. They said that it they they said that they've never been asked that before, <laughs> which is always a great reason to not do something. Yeah. Right? Well, <laughs> if it ain't right. broke, don't fix it, right? Right, 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 right. And I don't want to slam them. I mean, they're only going, you know, and our, our rep that we work with is a wonderful woman and she's really helpful to me. And, you know, so I don't want to slam them, but they're just going off of the statutes that are, you know, so what are you going to do? But how she even said to me at one point, I'm sure your community, your municipality 
would not appreciate you operating a business out of your home because you're not zoned commercial in this But you're not operating it, you're storing, right? right? It would basically just be yeah. storing it. And my operations are when I take it out of the warehouse yeah. and put it out into the right. Yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. that tax onto your costs. Mm-hmm. And it's almost prohibitive, depending on what the business is. Mm-hmm. It can certainly be one of those obstacles and roadblocks that is the reason why you do or do not move yeah. forward with it. Totally. So I'm happy that you've found a way to move forward with it. So I did reach out to some folks that were in the world somehow. They were either, um, you know, distributing or they were doing other things or they were partnered with distributors or makers or whatever and got a lot of feedback. Um, There were a lot of people who just said that, oh, you can't do it this way, you can't do it that way, you can't do it that way. So my advice to anyone who has a big idea is just figure out how you can do it. Because I heard a lot of people tell me, you'll never get the TTB to approve you in time. You'll never get the state to approve this. You'll never get that. And you just have to work through it and bring them the reason why it can work. And then you can work through those issues. So I was, it was like late October, November when I bought it. It was early July when we we literally had our license, federal and state, and the product in a bottle. In, and Incredible. I look back and I think, like, how did we do that? Like, <laughs> we went with to Green a, Bay a, a lot. Full time job, right? Yeah, full time yeah. job and kids, kids, yeah. family, yeah. all that. So stuff. if I can, I can, if I can figure out a way to do that, I think like dream big and make the impossible happen, right? <laughs> that's very, right. you know yeah, what? That's totally. very inspiring. I think whatever people are thinking about doing or pursuing, get out that there. Is some, like, make, find it, find it. That is some amazing DBP inspiration. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. no, I love that. <laughs> so I love that so much. And I think that's one of the most intriguing things about your story and about the story of this wine because the sangria. It actually ceased to exist it to did. some extent. It did. And you essentially resurrected it because mm-hmm. of your passion for it. And you were just like, I got to make this happen. Well, it was so refreshing to drink outside. And I was, I could, I could <laughs> You find, missed it too much. I did. And I couldn't <laughs> find, well, and honestly, my husband and I love each other very much. We've been married for, I forget now, 26 okay. years. Yeah, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long, I forget. And we, this is the one thing that, that we really, a long time. the one thing we really liked, we both liked it. I'm like, well, we have this one thing <laughs> that we really like. You're like, we're damn so, it. Like, if not for the greater good for my marriage. We have, right, he, he likes country music. I like alternative yeah. rock. Like we're just yeah, not, so we don't, fun. right? We're Opposites not. attract, except totally. when it comes to sangria. I know. Right. So, and this is silly, but we, we, one of the other things we really liked is we both liked Game of Thrones. Love and they it. drink so much damn wine on that yeah, show. And you're like, he doesn't like red wine. So this is the only thing that we could drink during the show. I'm like, we got to get this out before the next season starts. Like, seriously. You're like, <laughs> how else are we going to do this together? <laughs> right, right. It's not going to work. Otherwise, I can't watch a show with you yeah. because I'll be drinking red wine. You'll be drinking something crazy. And I can't drink, I can't watch a show with you. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, there are wines. There are wineries that make Game of Thrones wine. Oh, yes. That's true. I'm no, scared. No, I, I saw any. it. I saw it when I was out there yeah. with my mom last summer. I, I didn't buy I it. I don't think I would go as far as buying one. There's also I, Walking Dead wine, and that is uh, not, that, that is like, why would you buy wine with zombies on yeah. it? No. I'm a huge label skeptic. The only label that I've ever been really drawn to that I also liked was Freak Show. Amazing label. All of them. Yeah. All the whole, the whole, the whole line the of whole, them. Yeah. All, yeah. Well, and also the intrinsic. Yeah. Uh, like those beautiful. are beautiful. It looks like a tattoo. I know. Another wine that my parents buy a lot of. Yeah. Yes. And those are just those ready off the shelf. Like you're running yeah. to the grocery store and you need to, you know, you're not yeah. like mm-hmm. getting something mm-hmm. shipped yeah. or whatever, but kind of a go-to thing, but I'm partial to Freak Show. Yeah. Yeah. Freak Show's, Freak Show's good. Their um, Petite Syrah is good. Mm-hmm. Petite, Petite, Petite. Oh, yeah. oh, that is one non-cab that I love. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Petite Syrah, Petite yeah. Yeah. Bordeaux. Mary with the weird corkscrew thing. That's right. (laughs) Well, so you say that you love labels, and Mm -hmm. I know that you have the back of your label is great, but the front you have this flower, Mm -hmm. and it is symbolic yellow rose, Spain. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. which is this, all of that, we've redone this. All the elements of this were part of the original brand. Mm -hmm. So when Eric and Jamie um, had this, their label was actually more square, and then they emphasized the sangria okay so it said sangria 
bilavino and the, the oh. bilavino was really tiny Small. and one of the when I was um, showing friends in the industry like tavern owners and you doing know, a little like, focus group yeah a little bit just a little you know Q&A with some friends and I would show them pictures because yeah. of course we drank all the wines there was nothing left but I would show them pictures <laughs> and I would say I would say uh, what do you think about this like should we keep it should we change it and especially in the retailer by the glass and bottle yeah they would look at that and they would say okay so your name is Lavino, but it is a sangria. He's like, there's a lot of sangrias out there. So he said, Jen, when you come to my bar and restaurant, uh, what do you order? Because he has shit wine there. And I would say, I order a Grey Goose and Tonic. And he said, why do you get Grey Goose? Mm. Because I know, because I trust and know that brand. Yeah. Okay. So emphasize the Lavino. So we did. Yeah. Instead of the vodka, right? Yeah, exactly. Like just the vodka. Because yeah. I would never yeah. get real vodka. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. How dare you? How dare well, you? Don't you just... Okay. I get called a wine snob a lot. Um, right? I don't want to slam people's brands. But when I have two glasses of your product and wake up with a raging headache the yep. next day, when I can drink a whole damn bottle of this by myself yes. and feel fine and be like productive the next day... I there is something wrong with what you're definitely doing. there's something there's wrong. extra shit in that wine. And we should chant we should stand up for that there's just and a lot of additives when you yeah. get to those like yeah. extremely cheap wines mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. you really it says one thing on the label but inside of the bottle there's way more shit that goes in it's like and it's chemicals sure. to make it taste one way or another because yeah. they are going for a flavor profile it's not like the wines that exist that are like we're gonna go with you know it was a drought year. Unfortunately, yeah. like that's yeah. just what happens. There's yeah. fewer things produced. It's more concentrated, but that's the way that the cookie mm-hmm. crumbles. And that's what's going out there. Yeah. It's going to taste different than the year before, but that's the whole nature of wine. It shouldn't It shouldn't be like a one-size-fits-all. Every year is the exact same. No. And I think that those cheap wines are looking for like a consistent taste for a consistent yeah. customer. Exactly. And, exactly. you know, I... I think that, excuse me for this, but real wine drinkers are not those customers because like, you know, you're, I mean, you're going to a football game and you get a jug of wine and I see, and this is where I'm like, I'll take the beer or the liquor because I'm not drinking that other stuff. I'm very judgmental. I'm also of the wine list when I go places. (laughs) When we bought our home in Port Washington, our real estate agent had just come back from California and he had brought me a bottle as a gift because he knew I was like... Was it a Cabernet Sauvignon? I don't remember anymore, but it was red. I think it was Merlot, actually, which was fine. It was great. I like that too. So he had brought this and I actually let it sit for a while because I knew it was right from, you know, the vintners and I knew it was higher quality. He gave it to us as a gift. Thanks for buying this house for me. When I finally opened it, I was and I I did proper buy it. I decant you know, put it into decanter uh-huh. and I let it breathe and let it open a little bit. Oh my god, delish! I was like, okay. So I said to Rob, I'm like, I'm ruined. I'm ruined. You're. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're never gonna be able to buy cheap wine again. Sorry. Oh my god, yeah, I love yeah. it. Just, I know. Yeah, that's the best part. And and then yeah, and then you just get really snobby about it. Yeah. And so I go to places and I look at the wine list and I just don't order it. I just won't. Like it's, it's it's true and it's it sucks to some extent because then you're just like oh fuck like I can't yeah. enjoy this with like anybody else who's at the table mm-hmm. but I when I go out with friends they're always like Jamie you pick the bottle I'm like oh. <laughs> isn't it a lot of pressure well, it's a lot I of pressure are they judging you a little like I'm always worried yeah. that they're judging I me too, too right because I'm like okay so and then they'll hate it I'm like I guess I'm fine well, that's the thing that's it seriously I remember we were on vacation with this other couple and they're like pick a wine and I was like. I mean, I am happy to, yeah. but the part, I was like, so what does what don't you like? Just right. tell me like what don't you like, and mm-hmm. I will pick right. something different. Yeah. Becoming more of a wine snob, like doing a little mm-hmm. extra research, has helped me kind of figure out like, oh, somebody says they don't like. Oh, I'm trying to like think of what what it is. Because I ended up getting an Italian grape, I remember, mm. while we were in the Bahamas. Mm. And like, oh, like if someone doesn't like Zin, then you shouldn't get Primitivo. Well, this is true. Right. Mm. Actually, I, now that I think that it was, um, somebody said that they liked Zin, and I was like, you know what? I was like, I think I'm going to go Primitivo. It's not going to be as spicy. It's going to go better with all the foods that we have. Like, It's going to be a little bit smoother because Primitivo mm. from Italy, same grape, but it just doesn't have the same flavor profile. And I was like, ah. 
I think that's what I ended up going with. And it was a crowd pleaser, mm-hmm. I will say. Mm-hmm. But it is so stressful because yeah. you're just like, well, my fla- my taste is so far different than anybody else's. Yeah. And you hate to even talk about that because then I know, like, oh, here she goes again. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. No, I, that's exactly how so I feel. So you just don't have to talk about it. Just order it and it'll be delish. Yeah. And then everyone mm. will love it. And then everyone will love you. Yeah. And Lovino. Love and Lovino. So where love can we Lovino. where can we get Lovino? I yeah. know you mentioned it in the beginning, mm-hmm. but uh, for our local... So it's only in Wisconsin? It is. Right okay. now, um, we are only licensed to distribute it in Wisconsin. So they, no one can buy it online, anything like that? Well, you, you can through our winemaker. So oh, okay. we contract with Mona Rose Winery in the Ashwaubenon Green Bay area. Okay. Craig Fletcher is the winemaker. His wines are all being made, I believe, from California grapes. When we first were looking for how are we going to have this made, I was searching around to find out who either currently does or could make Cabernet Franc. I was searching for both. Reached out to a lot of different wineries. Craig was already making a Cabernet Franc and ironically was already working with what were considered a private label. So he contracts with other independent, you know, in some case retailers to make a special line for them. And this is, this is my favorite thing about him. He makes his sacramental line for his church. Oh, that's that great. is really sweet. Which is so sweet, right? Yeah. And it's probably the best damn church wine on the planet. <laughs> because, because this man kind of pivoted second career later in life. He's a veteran, um, had you know a, a profession beyond his service to our country. And then he was enjoying making wine so much and his friends were like raving about it. He went back to study winemaking. So he is... Really? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. As, a, as kind of a second career. And he's developed a whole business model around it. And... His wines are all metal winners. This is a metal winner. Oh, this is, tell us about this. So we entered. Uh, we've been a little choosy because, as you know, all of these, all of these competitions that you can enter your wine in all come with a fee and shipping, and you have to sell like six bottles and blah, 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 oh, yeah. you know, and all that. And there's no guarantee, obviously, because it's you know, sommeliers are going to sit there and they're going to sip and they're going to make their determinations. Right. And we're a sangria, and we have entered some things that were just dismissed. They're like, nope, we're just not even going to consider. So, like, sangria isn't one. Like, cool. I paid that, I sent it, and nothing. Yeah. That sucks. So, I was trying to think big. So, we entered this into, in 2018, we entered this into the Global Wine Awards, uh, which are based out of Las Vegas. And it is a mixed bag, so it's not just a category of reds, whites, whatever. It's just anything you send us from around the world, we're going to sample it all, and we're going to judge it. Wow. And this got a bronze. That's awesome. Yeah. I was really... So against everything, I mean, the things that got, you know, silvers were the stuff that you can buy on the shelves, you know, like Joel got, like Rodney Strong, like other things like that. So we were... This little tiny wine from Wisconsin was... Seriously, got yeah. a bronze in the entire thing. Yeah. Wow. So, and and Craig has a whole shelf. I mean, this is just one of many things. And he, you know, so unassuming in Ashwabanan, of all places, right near the airport, right near the, yeah. the stadium. In His winery is on Packerland Drive next to a gas station and attached to a dual to a oh, I love shop, that. you know, and it's great. It's so amazing, right? Yeah. Not yeah. like, doesn't look like a big, yeah, doesn't have yeah. a vineyard, doesn't have all that. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's a lot of really great things like that in Wisconsin also, but no, he's just, he's just there every day doing great, making great wine. That's really cool. So he made Cabernet Franc, which is rare. And I was intrigued by that. And he had these private labels. So we went up there to meet him when we originally, you know, thinking like, where can we do this and what partner could we go with? He was really into it and he wanted to do it. Um, was really patient with us as we worked through the nuances of not understanding what we had as a recipe and trying mm-hmm. to recreate it as a recipe. And, you know, there was one day where we even, um, we even thought we had it, but then I came home with that bat. We had kind of some starter bottles made and came home and I was like, this just isn't it. And I had to call him. And he was like, but you guys said that this was, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, it's not though. It's not quite it, but we're going to get it. So buy these ingredients, if you could please, and then we'll come back up. We'll just kind of drop her, drop her, drop her, and we'll get it done. And that's what we did. So it's like it was a chemistry too, It really was. I mean, <laughs> literally, like you, so if you want to make a blend, it's very scientific. You have to know 
how much you want of the base wine. And we knew from the conversations with Eric and Jamie that the base wine was 90%. The, oh, like, so the, okay. We knew that every bottle was 90% of the franc. Well, that's at least helpful. That was helpful, very yeah. helpful. So then it was just that 10% nuance. And there's no added water, no added anything else except the natural extracts right. of the flavor base. So we would put a, you know, so, okay, so let's do, of the next 10%, let's do, you know, 3% this, 2 and like what, and we would just kind of check it out and like, okay, we would drink that. You have like your beakers going. <laughs> it literally stuff. was drinking out of beakers. Yeah. It really was. It's really, like, like um, you know, like yeah. these test tubes. Yeah, 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 yeah. With like the hashtags on it and yeah. that was the way it was. And a little bit of dropper and we wouldn't, it was so measured. And so we had to get it just right and we would write it down. And then, so I have the recipe literally handwritten in, in my husband's handwriting in ink on a piece of Oh, that's like, cool. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. So that's tucked away. That's really cool. So Craig so has safe. a copy and we have a copy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's tucked away. But Craig has a copy and we have a copy. And um, yeah, so we just, we had a, we just created it. And so, you know, kind of coming back to the whole palette conversation, some of the folks who were fans of, there was an existing fan base, which is one of the reasons why I made the leap to buy this company from them. Just brand recognition already. Well, that and they, and the fans never stopped being, like me, they never stopped being fans of it. So they had a Facebook page and people were still two years later, like me, obsessed. They were like, are you guys ever going to bring that? And they would comment, you know, yeah, someday we're going to check. So I thought, man, there are other people who really like this. It's not just me. Although I did have that panicky moment when we were leaving our um, release party at the winery. And it was July 8th of 2017. We were driving back. We had just bought 100 cases of this. I said to my husband, like, dear Lord, will anyone else like this? (laughs) Or did we just buy 100 cases of wine? And he's like... I don't know. Let's make a couple stops on the way home and see. So we would we literally oh sold our God. first case on the way home from the release oh, party. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. Well, we had been talking about it locally, and so the very first retail partner, yeah, yeah, the very first retail partner ever, and still a retailer partner to this day is the Wicked Grill in Port Washington. Rob, the owner, he was like, "I'll take a case, and we'll see how." So yeah, so we sell it there too. That's cool. Yeah, and then it kind of built from there. So we've got about twenty solid ongoing retail partners okay. um, between. You know, all the way from Ray's here in Wauwatosa, yeah. all the way up to um, Sturgeon Bay, and then out in Madison at Trixie's. And so we've got, like, Vintage in Elkhart Lake, Bernie's Fine Meats and Port, the Bottle Shop in Grafton. These are all our consistent by-the-bottle cool. retail partners. And then we've got a bunch of folks that sell it, um, you know, by the glass. Like the Wicked Grill, like yeah, the Patio, such, yeah. Bar and Grill and Port, and other places. Um, Which is awesome. Yeah. And then we've got some that are more seasonal, like the Cedarburg um, Strawberry and oh, Harvest yeah. Festivals. Mm-hmm. They have it. They also have it at um, in Port Washington. We've got this beautiful beer garden that's on the bluff overlooking oh, the lighthouse and all that. On the bluff. Oh, oh, yeah. That you've not so been. Nice. Every Saturday in the summer through, I think through October. So it's every Saturday. But so we don't have it yet at every single one. But they're all managed by different nonprofits. So like the Kiwanis or whoever the Lions, they'll have yeah. it every weekend as a fundraiser. So depending on who's having it, we'll have it with them. And I'm hoping to get it at more of them next year. But Well, that's great. I mean, so your first time selling it was 2017. Yep. yep. And so you're only two years in. Three yeah. years. Well, Three this, yeah, we're, we're technically, thing, right? this is part of the third year. This okay. is So this, this bottle that we have right now, we don't put the dates on there. And I don't, I, that's a conversation that I have to have with Craig. Like, is there value in that or should we not? He doesn't put dates on any of his wines. Oh, interesting. I know. Yeah. Not that I'm aware of, although he just, we just changed our label producer too. So maybe that's changing with his. I'll have to ask him if he's going to change that. Mm -hmm. And if there's um, a reason to maybe put them on there. I mean, it makes it simpler for label production because we can just do thousands of labels then and just have them in the stash. Well, sure. I mean, more cost efficient for sure from that perspective. But yeah. Yeah, this is incredible. I mean, I, I just love the fact that, A, this isn't your day job. <laughs> yeah. No, I still have some other things going it's on. It's still, yeah. you know, and it's still, it, but it's something that you're passionate about mm-hmm. and that that is, I just love how it pieces together because this is not, like, you're not a sangria lover no, no. across the board. Mm-hmm. You're a cab sav from Napa, which has, like, a very significant connotation mm-hmm. to it. I mean, it's, like, very prominent. Everybody knows, like, that is a bold-ass wine. Yeah. And so the fact that this is, like, what you gravitated towards, you were just like, oh, my God, I need to have more of this. Mm-hmm. And when it no longer was available, you were like, 
I gotta find a way. <laughs> and where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, like seriously, truly. Jen. Like I feel like that's like what is so fantastic about this label and just you in general mm. is that like you have like made this become what you want it to. Like you were. It's like, pretty I'm, amazing. It's incredible. It's, it's incredible. incredible. It's very kind. You're that is very kind of you to say. I. I don't know. Maybe maybe I was just driven towards it because it's supposed to be out there and it's great. You know, I I will say this. I I do appreciate a quality made thing. You yeah. know, I don't I'm not a big fan of um, God, like this this weird world we're in now where uh-huh. we're just like mass, mass produced yeah, yeah mass produced uh-huh. clothes. Mass, I just I'm not a fan of that. I don't eat fast food. I don't, yeah. you know, and Call me a snob or whatever. I just, I think that there's something to be said about quality. Yeah. And life is short and just indulge in all the deliciously amazing things, right? Don't, well, there's don't no need crap. to drink a bad wine. No. God, no. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like we should be writing this down. It's like a slogan, <laughs> right? I, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have my own seven commandments of drinking wine. <laughs> right, right. Yes. Exactly. So, I mean, it was a, it was a, it was an amazing product that died and I couldn't stand you that. couldn't let so it die so you needed to revive it yeah yeah oh. that's amazing <laughs> so <laughs> can anyone out of Wisconsin you said potentially yes. order this we were talking about that weren't we um <laughs> we digress <laughs> we digress as we will we're very um, tangential here yes as am I um, yes, so our winemaker does have a website and the permits to okay. ship out of state. So, you know, it's that's the other Do thing. Do you know his website? Yes, monarosewinery.com. So if you go to monarosewinery.com, um, he has a shop. Okay. And you can order it through the shop. Now, awesome. I will say that um, for anyone listening out of the state of Wisconsin or around the world, it does get a little nuanced because of where your state is sure. located. And, and they have their own laws. Right, yep. Yeah. So we he has permits he has permits to ship you know where he's able to mm-hmm. and then of course like anything you may need to travel to the state to get it you know if you're if you're I highly recommend if you're traveling to Wisconsin go check out his winery um, like I said it's on Packerland Drive and especially if you're going to see a Packers game, oh my right? gosh yeah. You know, it's um, you. You will be very surprised if you're used to, you know, the rolling hills and vineyards of Napa, or you know, the stuff that coming out of Washington. And you're used to that kind of look. I will just flat out say this: this his winery does not look well. No, it's like a typical winery. And if fields you, and cows around. Honestly, it's kind of like in more of like a strip mall area. Mm-hmm. And you, I, I'm just recommending you not judge that. <laughs> You know, well, that's as like, somebody who judges wine and judges yeah. wine lists and is snobby about it, you will be pleasantly surprised when you go. I mean, and sample all of his products because he does an amazing job. Yeah, yeah. we when we went to um, California, Sarah and I for our DVP anniversary, mm-hmm. our first anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the last places we went was Span Vineyards, and okay. they they're in like a strip mall. Like yeah. Strip yeah. Mall. yeah, and yeah. it's it's a very unassuming place, and you're yeah. just like, are they really gonna? good wine and they they did yep. certainly did yeah. and the thing is that you learn I I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that when you go to places like that it's less about showmanship it's more about connecting and having like meaningful conversations about what it exactly is that you're drinking and what it is that they're making and yeah. I feel like you can have that deeper connection in those places because it's not like a oh look at my expanse granted it is they wineries like this are beautiful i'm not totally knocking this no and i like, love that that yes. scene like sitting there and like how refreshing is that yes. to sit in that space and and sip a nice wine and enjoy absolutely your and, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. but i think that sometimes it because there are so many more people that come into that you sort of lose a lot of the attention and the ability to kind of gather a little more information mm-hmm. and cool and cool facts about and it. craig will often just be behind the counter yeah, I think you told us that before. Right. Yeah, like, so he'll just be there. What, often I'll go up because of you know work and whatnot. If I need to do, if I need to suck our warehouse, I'll often go up on a Saturday or Sunday when he's open. I'll say, "Is it cool if I come up at like noon or you know right before you open?" He's he's just he's there. He's opening. He's getting everything together. And as people are starting to come in, he's opening. He's just there. Like he's the he's the one serving you your wine while you're yeah. there. Which How is often so, do you get to so talk cool, to the yeah. winemaker? Right. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. No, I, that's like the one of the coolest and nerdiest things. <laughs> I like. I love that shit so much. So should we go back to the wine before yeah. we wrap up here? Yeah. Mm. Definitely. Okay. I'm saying on the nose. This wine mm. is. 
this wine is. <laughs> um, honestly, this sangria is. on the nose, I think that it's, it's coconutty, but there yeah. is this little piney nature to it. And also, I'm going to say this. In the best way possible. Mm-hmm. It's like sunscreen. It's summer, even if it's mm-hmm. freaking February. Yep. It automatically it takes will you to transport you to a beach in summer, mm-hmm. and you just... But then you look at it, and you're like, wait a minute, but this doesn't look it's like fine. a beach. It's fine. <laughs> it just right? it doesn't look like a beach. Close your eyes, and it is a fucking beach, okay? Um, <laughs> God sorry. damn it. God damn it. Um, I, you know, I'm getting more orange on this than the first mm-hmm. time I tried it. Okay. Yeah. yeah Maybe because it's a little warmer. Yeah. It's not as chilled. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, the, yes. getting more orange, like I get the coconut, but I'm getting more orange than I did before. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's nice. Yeah. Like, especially on the back of the tongue. Mm-hmm. If the orange is right there. It is very much, there's like a little hint of like lime. But it balances it. It's good. I don't want to say, I mean, I kind of want to say lime zest, but it's not like a bittery, like pithy thing. It's just like, I don't get the lime. You know what people ask me often if there's cherry in it? Oh, no. oh really? Yeah, yeah, there isn't. No. I mean, it's oh. it's berries, you yeah. know, so, but I think, and every now and then, depending on if I'm inside, outside, if I have it on like a lot of ice or, yeah. you know, I, 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 you might I kind of pick that up. up a little bit too, yeah. but yeah, there's no cherry at all. I don't get any cherry on this. It's very mm-hmm. refreshing. Well, that means a ton to me because I know that you two have an incredibly refined palate. So <laughs> oh, I don't know about no, that. I do, no, I know. I, don't I mean, come on, send me some episodes. We've <laughs> had a lot of wine. <laughs> we have had a lot of wine. We've drank yeah. a lot of wine. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I really appreciate you guys trying it, liking it. Um, I tell people you are not going to offend me if you do not like it. Because as we've talked, there are, I, Subjective I do taste. not like yep. a lot of things. I don't like gin. Oh, I, did, I because, really dislike gin. Well, and my dad told me not to drink it because it makes people crazy. So I, oh, no. so there might be a little extra. <laughs> that was his advice before I went to college. Don't drink gin. Too piney. Now, I've had some mixed drinks with gin that you can't taste the gin that have been really good. But mm. usually they're like really lemony, and I'm like, oh, because I love lemony. Yeah. Oh, see, so, I like Hendrix. It's like cucumber yeah. gin. So the it's people nice, that yeah. I know who like gin recommend Hendrix. I haven't yeah. had it yet, but I, I I think it's like anything. It, once you try a really good version of that, you, you can't might go back. love it. Yeah. So I didn't think I liked scotch, oh, yeah, but yeah. then I had an opportunity this last. Week oh my god, what? Like a hand warmed. I got served it for a, a toast and I got served kind of the snipper, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So the little guy, yeah. Yeah. God, like a half an hour before the toast. So I had to just sit there with it warming in my hands the whole time. And when we finally had the toast, I didn't slam it because I wanted to taste it. And I took a sip and I was like, I might like scotch. I might like good scotch. Oh, really? So, oh, yeah. We did that. liked, but I'm going to tell you right now, because this was for a very, very important special occasion. It was probably, like, the world's best scotch. Like, I, yeah, it was, it was very special that I got to have the scotch. I probably can't afford it. I'm going to go back to something we said at the beginning. You kind of had to, like, find the right one, right? Like, Mm -hmm. white wines, like, Rieslings, like, I had to find the right ones, and I had to learn a little bit more about it in order to be like, oh, my God, I actually do like this wine. Yeah. Whereas I legit used to tell Sarah, I will not drink a Riesling. I will not fucking drink yeah, a Riesling. Yeah, it took some it twisting of her arm not. to go to that tasting. I was like, just, look. I mean, I promise you might, like, find something you like. Because dry Riesling's actually pretty good. And she was like. We drank nine Rieslings. Yeah. Wow. And, and the, you found one. No, actually, I knew there was, like, there were, like, three okay. that I was. Okay, yeah. all right. This is why I think the research thing, it sounds super snobby, but like if you want to try something, like it really benefits you as a drinker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you should drink it by itself, if you should pair it with some sort of food, mm-hmm. because honestly, it's going to make the experience altogether better. Yeah. It's like, true. This, mm-hmm. I now want to drink in front of a fire, like oh, you said, yes. because there's yeah. something about it. Mm-hmm. You said with your girlfriends, mm-hmm. like there was something about like you sitting out around a fire and like drinking it in the middle of February. Dare I say a little and the fresh, cool, crisp air of Wisconsin. Yeah. You know, we've got all that great, yeah. you know, especially if you're around, um, you know, a lot of trees and there's yeah. the freshness yeah. and the stars and it just comes out. And I feel like there might be a little nuttiness too. I don't mm. know. That, that's got to be the, the frog. Truly, we're, we're not real hidden about what's in there. We want people to understand because if they, I've said this before, my mother does not like coconut. <laughs> so I've made a product that she hates, which is just sad. <laughs> but she does not, she's not much of a, she doesn't really drink red wine anyway. Right, you she's know, a white so, wine drinker. Yeah, yeah. but, um, and I shouldn't say she hates it. She's had it. She says, it's fine. Oh. <laughs> As 
a mother. That's a good mother. Would. That's a good mother. Would, yeah. <laughs> Gotta love she's mom. A, she's a gorgeous child. She's a fantastic mother, and she loves us, and she's good. So, although Alan is her favorite, but anyway, <laughs> my sister is the favorite on my mom's phone. She's called the favorite on, on my phone. mom's phone. Oh now, my! Now she put that in there. My sister did, but yeah. then my mom's like, I'm oh, like, she never my mom's it. like, well, okay. you know, she put it in there, and I was like, oh, eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not know how to change your phone? And she's like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to know what my kids have me as in their phone. Oh, probably just mom. I hope so. Oh. <laughs> you know, they're girls and they're in their tweens and teens. And yeah. It's just, yeah. I know they love me. Give them five well. years and it's going to yeah. be like... Mom, I love you. Mom, mom. Yeah. My mom and I had a drastically different relationship once I, I think, went to college. Mm-hmm. It was a very, very different. Mm-hmm. And we get along so much better as an adult. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. That's yeah. just, I think, any kid. She told me she loved me on Instagram the other day. Oh. <laughs> that was the sweetest I know. So that was very public. That's so a big that deal. Was, I think so. But yeah, so um, it was my photo that I posted on her 16th birthday uh-huh. of a cute little throwback picture. I was sitting with her and she was like little and five. So I said the first time she was ever, you know, driving a car. And so apparently that met with approval because sometimes I post things and she's like, oh, take that down. Why did you? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to take it down because those are my memories. <laughs> They're <laughs> my photos. Right. Those are my photos. Anywho, so she that one met, met with approval, and I got an I love you, mom, out of that. Aww. So that was sweet. Yeah, very nice. I know. It's, uh, yes, I'm looking forward to them being in their 20s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to fast forward. These are good years. No, they'll go by quickly. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. 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 They are, I, Rob and I always joke that we're raising future CEOs. Because we hope they'll take over the company someday. Obviously, you know we hope we hope that this grows into a bigger yeah, thing. As long and as they, you know, choose to marry the right guy, right? Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, they can't marry any yeah, makers yeah. or uh, retailers unless they change the laws. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if they decide if they decide <laughs> to get involved in this business and help us grow it, you know, bigger someday, and we hope that it grows bigger. We we really do believe that this could legitimately be an international brand because yes. it's so different. We have never seen anything else like it on the market so we do dream big about our family being involved in it and I have a nephew you know Alan's got a little mm-hmm. guy and he's great mm-hmm. and um you know we hope that we're leaving some kind of legacy for our state and for our family and you know That's I would awesome. love I would love for someday to be able to actually hire people to be involved in this oh my god me, yeah yeah um, well, it has been an absolute pleasure for yes. me as well. You guys are great. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun. Yeah, I really no, it's been awesome. Dog. Thank you for bringing the beverage Absolutely. and sharing and sharing with our listeners. And it's just like know, the coolest story. Yeah, like I just I really again I love how dream love big, right? Yes, I yeah. love where it came. I love where you've taken it and where it's mm-hmm. going to go. We like, hope so. We plans. hope it goes. Dream yeah. bright. Yeah. Dream yeah. big and think local. That's, oh, I like that. Oh. I like that. Sarah. I'm gonna tattoo mm. this as a yeah, <laughs> <laughs> quotes from Sarah. Yeah, right and underneath it's by right here, right here, by Sarah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time. Thank you, Jen. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at dbpcheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you, so send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dbpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time. Cheers Cheers from from the the girls of DBP. DBP.